Hey, WinBig family, welcome back to the She Wins Big podcast, where we give you the tools and the tips to help you win big in life. Change your mindset, change how you think about things, motivate and inspire you to elevate yourself to the very next level in life. I do know people who desire more, need more, and who want more out of life. Would that be you? Follow us on Instagram at She Wins Big and subscribe to wherever you consume podcasts. Oh, leave a review and smack that five-star rating. Let's go. Impactful experiences, incredible motivation, and insightful community and connectedness. Find the beauty experience on Facebook. It's a Facebook group, not just about skincare and makeup, but we talk more about food, music, funny memes, passion projects, fashion tips and tricks, wedding planning, family, marriages, faith, exclusive savings on skincare products, work from home shenanigans, personal development, and so much more. Can't wait to see you there. I am your host, Navina Latoya. Welcome back, WinBig family, to another episode. I am so excited that you are listening today, and I think we got a good one. Um, I am here with my co-host, Quandra. Girl, hey, girl, how are you? Hey, pretty good. <laughs> I'm doing good. Not bad at all. Can't complain. We are back for another episode of Questions and Conversations, where we impact, inspire, and encourage women to win big in life. And today, today we are going to talk about the first step towards a healthy marriage is, okay? Quandra and I are going to fill in the blanks. I'm trying to figure out who's going to go first. Because <laughs> <laughs> girl, if y'all are listening to this podcast for the very first time, Quandra and I are married, not to each other. We have yeah. husbands. <laughs> that came out awkward. <laughs> we are married to other people, okay? And it's, it's, it's fine if, you know, but we happen to be married to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, have to clear that up. Um, no. Um, so yeah, we are married and, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the first step towards a healthy marriage. And I don't know, Kwanja, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'm gonna let you pick. (sighs) I can go first, but it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) all right. I got you. Okay. So the first step towards a healthy marriage for me is in this space that I'm in um, would be communication. I think the first step, yeah, I'm I'm trying to convince myself actually, y'all, but I do, I do, I really do. Okay, I do, I do. I think the first step is communication. I think that you have to, and I say this because um, I was telling Quandra a little bit ago that if you've been married for 10 years, you still, sometimes you may still feel like you're learning a lot about being married. You could be married for two years and be like, oh, I know everything. Like I got this down pat. Right. And so, um, when I started to think about that, I, I started to think about the more you communicate in a marriage, um, the better that, um, the experience of being married can be for you. Um, communication, um, opens itself up to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I have known my husband since a long time ago, 2006, summer of 2006, we met at a nightclub, okay? Mm -hmm. Honey child on the dance floor. I done married married this man and had a baby by him. What? (laughs) 
girl, what? <laughs> Didn't they tell us not to go to the club and find your husband? And I did exactly the opposite, right? Um, and so I still feel like here in what we're recording in 2022, I still feel like I'm learning so much. So I think the first step to healthy, healthy marriage is, uh, communication. I mean, we can elaborate on that, but I want to hear what, uh, Kwanja got to say. What's her answer? What's your answer, Kwanja? Okay. So I contemplated my answer too. Um, okay. I initially, I was like communication, but then okay. I- I started playing on the word first and I was like, okay, do I need someone to like talk to me first? And I was like, no, I respect. That is my answer. Mm. So I think first thing to me that's important in a healthy relationship or marriage is respect. Yeah, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. So, but um, I, I, I think about respect just because I feel like, like if we think about marriage is like building a house and I, I think that's a good foundation, of course, along with communication, but like communication, um, I don't know. I feel like we grow and I feel like my res- the respect that I like require has been like consistent. So I think about that being first for me and my and my preference, I guess. But of course, like communication is like right dead on it just because, I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have, I mean, you gotta have both really. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a quick question. So are you saying that respect has been consistent throughout the relationships that you've had in the past through up and through marriage or are you saying, are you just referring to respect in your marriage? Yeah, in in perspective of my marriage. I mean, of course, like I've I've felt like I've required respect in my past relationships but as we discussed in the last podcast there's been relationships that I had no business being in so it was more so a demand instead of saying like I want someone to respect me and I think that's the difference like demanding respect and just you know having someone to see you and say okay like I'm going to give that to her because you know, you know, she's not, she's not being loud about it. She's not, you know, forcing, forcing her hand down my throat. This is something I feel like she deserves. And I think, I think, I don't know. I, I see the difference in the tone in that, in mm-hmm. the respect and, you know, finding someone that, that deserves your respect. But there's some people that just, you know. So elaborate <laughs> a little bit further into what, respect means for you in your marriage elaborate a little bit further into what that means exactly because Mm -hmm. right now in this space that we're in you are saying that respect comes first and then maybe a close second or almost tied is communication and so what does that mean to you for you in your relationship because honey I can agree we better respect each other but yeah um, What are you thinking more, just diving deeper into that aspect? What do you think? What does that look like? Specifically, like, what it looks like to me is, like, respect. Me me being deserving of respect from my husband would be him, you know, like, I'm going to listen because I respect her. Because... I Okay, so communication. Let's kind of step back a little bit. Okay, so communication has been something in my relationship that has been something that you we've been having we've had to water we've had to care for and nurture Mm -hmm. and build 
Okay, like we've had, <laughs> we've had to learn um, what communication what communication looks like for each other. What what are our flaws in communication? What um, what are our strong points in communication? But because I respect my husband, my flaw may be that that I'm pushing my communication, right? But because I respect him and I respect his role as my husband and I respect, you know, in our coven that he will lead our home, then I'm going to respect that I have to, I'm going to have to listen, you know? So to me, I feel like respect kind of like rears our communication. Say his would be that, you know, he needs to listen more, not just listen for like, oh, I hear you, babe, you know, like, oh, yeah, 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 I hear you, but like mm-hmm. really listen for understanding, listen with compassion, you know, and because he respects me, he knows that I, I feel like I need that, and I, and I, you know, and I honor that part of the communication, that he's going to learn to be better, because he respects me enough to listen and provide me understanding when he is listening not just listen to respond but listen for understanding listen to to gain more knowledge about how I'm feeling about a subject or what's important to me or what I'm interested in whether he has no care in the world about it Mm -hmm. but because he respects me he's going to politely listen and he's going to you know show some interest you know and I think will will kind of if you don't respect someone, then you know you're you're not going to fault to be the best part of like communicating. You know you're not going to communicate to your best ability because you don't really care if they what they have to say. Mm. That's really good. And we are talking about a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. but sometimes we can get into a marriage that's unhealthy, and then it becomes healthy. So sometimes we have to, if we're going to switch over a little bit, sometimes we have to, um, there's moments where the people involved in the marriage don't know how to give those things. So we're talking about respect and communication and we have to, you you were saying that you guys are working on communication, honey, we still working on communication, (laughs) but I just, I feel like, um, one person or like one or the other uh, people in the marriage has to know how to respect, has to know how to communicate. And in an unhealthy marriage, those things, if you don't know how to do that, then that can contribute to an unhealthy marriage. So when you are in a healthy marriage, the first step to a healthy marriage is, is, is you're saying is respect and how because we got married and we went into our marriage believing that it is healthy how did you first acknowledge that you guys need to respect each other in your marriage does that make sense yeah Um, whether it's unspoken or whether you guys had a specific conversation about that what does that look like for you I guess I think back on to when we did premarital counseling and Mm. my therapist was very, I loved her so much. She was, she was blunt. She was, um, I feel like she didn't play, she didn't play sides. She, you know, she, I think she genuinely cared for both of us and wanted to, you know, push our relationship forward. And in doing so, she told me when I wasn't listening. 
that's when I was like okay that's a flaw in my communication is that in my relationship in my personal in my personal world I want control in my relationship I want control but are you respecting the other your partner your you know your spouse if you if you don't respect them enough to acknowledge that they have a voice and they have Mm -hmm. a safety you know, so I think um, that is when I realized that, like, okay, you know, um, there, there's, you know, there's a, there's a gap here because I guess, you know, my husband is the type, like, he is a, um, he's a very calm demeanor person. So sometimes I like take that as like, okay, you need me to like tell you, right. <laughs> need me to make this plan you need me to you know you need me to get things going but really no he don't he needs the space to like he needs the space to uh like voice his own ideas and opinion but I can't railroad him just because I you know off the top of my head I can like shoot a plan out right so um that's when I realized like okay you know I'm talking too much you know so mm-hmm. I think I, when I became a little bit more aware of like, okay, am I doing, am I like, am I allowing him the space to do his thing? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so I picked communication and my husband and I still sh- struggle sometimes with communicating. We're, we're getting way better. Um, and I have really been focused on communication because it's it's just like I if we don't communicate we don't understand we don't know what each other's thinking if we don't communicate we don't know how each other how we are feeling how one another is feeling if we don't communicate we don't know uh what we need and what we're looking for in the moment right now um because we're obviously not mind readers um and sometimes we need you to verbalize or and and communication can be different but I think for us being verbal with our communication is a huge benefit for our our um our relationship and that's why I said it's the first uh the first step towards a healthy relationship is communicating because I could obviously see physically see that you are upset about something but if you don't communicate to me then I don't know exactly what the issue could be I could guess all day um, but that verbal communication in our relationship has been key because I I would make assumptions on something that's totally not true. Yeah. And if, um, and I still have to learn how to communicate with my husband, right? I still have to learn how to communicate with my husband. because, And I think, and I think I picked that to be the first step towards a healthy marriage is because um, I am learning how to communicate my feelings, learn how to communicate what I want, learning how to communicate what I don't like and learning how, and it's not saying that I couldn't do that in general, but communicating to my husband, how does he receive communication? Right. Um, and it could be the little, littlest things like, you know, versus communicating to him when he walks in the door, um, from work, I wait until like later after maybe we've had dinner after we've watched a show, I set the tone. And then I'm like, 
So let's talk, but I'm communicating, I'm learning to communicate in a way in which it is healthy for our relationship and verbal communication is important. And I think we have struggled with verbal communication because we've made all these assumptions about what each other think and what each other want to do. Um, and one of the things, one of the things that we physically did to communicate with one another is that we do a uh, goal poster. We've doing that like a vision board. They call them vision boards. We've done that for the past couple years. We did not do it last year, and I am so ashamed about that. I'm like, what were we thinking last year? And we had it rough, okay, because we were not communicating. No. <laughs> I just, I, I, I like a good vision board, and so one of the things we physically communicate with one another is doing like a vision board, and we would literally put like what we want to do for the year. And it's funny because I told my sister, I was like, you landed on our vision board because. Um, if y'all did not know, we live away from family. They have to get on a plane to come see us. And so we want to be intentional about seeing the people that we love. And so that's one of the ways in which we communicate physically. Just one of the ways, child. Okay. I can name a few, but mm -hmm. I want y'all all in our business. Um, but verbal communication, if I had to be specific, um, is the first step towards a healthy marriage for our marriage. Um, it's just, it's really that assuming, I'm assuming how you feel. I'm assuming this is what you want. I'm assuming, I'm making all these assumptions and I haven't verbalized it to you. And the, and the more we talk and have those, the, those, those kind of, you know, those talks, not just like the regular, what you do and how it's work, but those talks about when you said this in that moment, I felt, um, you know, just having those kind of conversations and, yeah. I would even go back to say like, okay, we had a conversation last week and I was telling you about this one thing. This is what I was actually trying to say. And because I'm communicating to him in that moment, what I was trying to say last week, um, be, because I'm verbalizing and communicating exactly what I meant to say, whether it had come out wrong, that communication is key and it's helpful. He's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think you meant to say, it. I mean, I didn't know you were saying it like that. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't trying to be mean or rude. This is how I was saying it. So I think it's healthy. I just, I just think, think it's healthy. Um, so we talked about respect and you said communication would be a close second. So what I want to do is take a few seconds. Um, so Quanta actually, um, we're, we're always on social. I'm always on Google looking up something like we're doing research for the podcast, y'all. <laughs> but Quanta did find a post on social media and it did say the first step towards a healthy marriage is I want to kind of read some of the responses and then we can kind of reply back to you know, what, what, what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So somebody said healthy communication, communication, um, both wanting it, both having a deep, deep desire to make it work, communication, honest communication, true, godly, opposite gender couples with girl who, with God being the center of the relationship. Okay. I understand that. All right. She churchy. We like churchy. All right. <laughs> um, be healthy. Oh, say that again. Was she saying heterosexual relationships? She said. Uh, I, I think she was kind of trying to communicate that. So what she said was, <laughs> I'm laughing. True godly opposite gender couples with God being the center of the relationship. Okay. You know, we like to get churchy. Okay. Okay. Um, communication and intimacy, communication, God, communication. It's a lot of communication. Somebody said man and woman, respect. Okay. Shout out to you. <laughs> Self-awareness, communication, keep God first all time. God, communication, 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 effort, prayer, um, um, prayer, willingness, 
a lot of communication. Somebody said finding a husband. Okay. That's the first step, honey. Um, <laughs> Self-work. Uh, what else? Okay. And faithfulness. Um, so a lot of communication. Somebody said respect and somebody said self-work. Um, let's talk a little bit yeah. about that. I think self-work is important. What do you think about yeah. that? Because honestly, when I, when I first, um, when I first read it, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get too, not going to get too deep because honestly, my first initial, when I first saw it and I sent it to you, my thought was two whole individuals. Mm. It requires, marriage Mm. requires two whole individuals coming together to make two whole individuals making a bigger one, you know, not like because I think a lot of times we we go even just through life not just about relationships but mainly with relationships we go looking for the other half we go looking for someone to complete us or somebody that can give us what we feel like we don't have for ourselves Mm -hmm. and I know for me personally in in my marriage I've learned to or I am learning to give myself like my own self-love and not depend on my husband to fulfill that need for me at a hundred percent because it's unrealistic I mean no matter how great the man is and I think my husband is amazing I think he's patient and kind but he's not perfect and he's mm-hmm. not Jesus you know so so to expect for him to live up to the expectation of like oh I need to meet my husband calls me cute so I need to meet all of cute needs like I need to be Physical touch is not my thing, you know, but I'm just going to, you know, make sure that she has that at 100%. And yeah. when I say that, I mean, like, um, uh, I'm like a very affectionate person, like holding hands, I'm constantly like touching all of his face and beard all on his back, like just touching. Right. I'm just going to touch you, you know, but is that his favorite thing? No, but yeah, you know, of course, like sometimes he's like, okay, like. You know, I need some time and for me not to take that personally and say, okay, because you don't want me to, you know, touch you right now, that means you don't love me. Or that means that you, you know, you are upset with me because it doesn't. It just means that he values his personal alone time mm-hmm. in his space. And so when I, when I am feeling like I need to that, I find myself, you know, okay, you know what, that made me feel some type of way, I may need to go schedule myself a massage, so I can get my own type of, you know, love myself in my own love language, like massages, and pedicures, and things where I am getting, you know, appropriately touched, you know, things like that, right, (laughs) but you know, like, and I think um, me learning that about myself, has really helped our relationship and he I think he feels because he's mentioned before that he feels less of an expectation to be that for me at a hundred percent versus and he not feel bad about it or feel like you know yeah. I'm not happy because that's not happening so two whole people yeah if I was to redo my answer I, <laughs> I want to ask you about being whole what is what is that definition? Because for me, I believe that two people who are not whole, and I don't know, are we ever whole? I don't know. No, two, yeah. people, two people who are not whole, like 
two people who are not whole still have a little bit of work to do can come together in marriage and have a successful marriage, right? I believe that because let's just say if I had done the work to recover from all the trauma child that I experienced in like my previous relationships and I am actively working on myself and I am to a place where I feel comfortable and confident that I can get into another relationship, I get into this relationship and I get married, I may not feel whole, right? Because I do still feel like there's some type of work there. Um, but here I am, right? And this, what quote unquote, what I would assume like a healthy marriage. But can I not be whole? And can we not be whole and still come together and have a successful marriage? So what does whole look like, right? What does, yeah. what does I, whole look like? We need to break down what whole looks yeah. like because when I say whole, I don't mean perfect. I don't mean yeah. like- You mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean like, um, like, okay, girl, you're whole because you have healed your childhood trauma, which mm-hmm. I think people do need to address that before getting into marriage. And that's just me. That's, mm-hmm. that's a- that's important because you bring that into your marriage and if that comes unhealed or at least you don't have at least have the self-awareness that is there because go around with that leaking and you leak all over your marriage how do you expect for that to be healthy but when I say when I say whole I think of like you know you have you have self-awareness that maybe maybe you don't fully you can't fully um uh, what am I trying to say? You can't, you, maybe you're not like feel like a battery. You're not at a hundred percent, but you know, the components that it takes to get there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, so that's I think, good. Now she's talking y'all. Ooh, that's good. good. Okay. <laughs> but that awareness to, um, you know, I'm with the metaphors. So okay. I mean, right. And I'll be over here hyping you up like, yes, honey. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's what not necessarily being being full, but having the self-awareness to know like this is what makes up me. You have self-awareness of your trauma, you have self-awareness of yourself, your love language, you have self-awareness of your flaws and your strengths. That is what mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, not perfect, not yeah. yeah, not all of not all of that. So yes, I like you said, you asked, um, can two whole, you know, people that are not whole come together? I think they could, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think they could. I can't, I think like looking back mm-hmm. at when I decided to get married, I think I did have self-awareness. I don't know if, I don't know how whole I was, but, but I can say that I wish I would have took that inventory before I got married. Not to say that, you know, I regret when I did or yeah. how I did or why I did. I just wish I didn't have to say now two years, you know, working on our, you know, year year three of our marriage to say, oh, wow, I am whole. I wish I would have known that before I got into my marriage because I feel like that's a step that, Maybe we wouldn't have had to take in our marriage, but, you know, it's the lesson, lesson learned because now I'm able to, you know, share it with people yeah. or, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I totally agree with you. Um, I wish I would have taken a little bit more inventory before I got married too. Um, the, the crazy thing is, so 
I had started to do some self-work like before I got married. And so I was, I felt like I was aware, but I didn't take like full inventory. And I think because, and I knew that I was going to marry my husband. Like I knew, like I already knew, like I just knew we we about to be together. Just, okay. Just so you know, okay. Unhole and all right now. (laughs) But, um, but after I got married is, is, I, I feel like for me is when the work started for me and the work started in our marriage. And that's a whole nother thing, y'all. First off, y'all, I'm a huge advocate for marriage, but baby, when I tell you that it's, it can be a little challenging, okay? So hold on to that first step, okay, of a healthy <laughs> marriage. Keep that in mind, okay? Keep that respect and that communication in mind. But I do feel like I was given an opportunity, like I had taken the opportunity to, do a little bit more um, to check that inventory you say, which is really good. I like that. So we'll check inventory and to um, and to, to essentially be become whole, if that makes sense. I can say that. So um, yeah, I can I can say that. There's there's honey, I still got a little work to do, child. But I feel like I am way more self-aware. Um, I'm not an expert at this thing, but uh, we're getting there. Um, and I feel like um, if I would have been excited to to have the opportunity to be able to do a little bit more of the work prior to marriage, it would have made it made that uh, it just would have made it a such an easier transition. So I'm I'm I can't you know must admit that um, when we talk about a healthy marriage, um, outside of the first step, do we even where do we get that? healthy marriage uh um idea from do we have examples in our life that shows us a healthy marriage i couldn't even get the sentence out (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) shaking my head loudly because um no and that's something that i suppose i talk to my husband about very often because i don't know how to do this thing you know like Mm-hmm. I just, I don't even know another way to put it, but I just don't know how to do it. I don't have um, evidence of good long marriages in my life. Um, my mother is divorced. My my parents are divorced and i never saw them as a married couple. They divorced, separated b- before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never, I've never seen that. And I don't have a lot of close family members that I feel like um, that I have seen and said like, oh, wow, I want a marriage like y'all. Like, I want to be like auntie and uncle Ray Ray, you know, like I don't see that, but I am, but I don't, I wouldn't trade that in for nothing because now I feel like I can, I can do marriage how I want to do marriage, you know, like and reconstruct of course you know you have social media and you know you have your husband's ideas of what marriage is because like um I don't know if I told you or told the world but but like (laughs) married people in his family like his both sets of his grandparents are still together like a lot because that is astonishing to me so um so of course you get to see like what his ideas are you like okay like I want that I don't want that I want this I don't Mm -hmm. want and, you know, and luckily I'm blessed to have, you know, uh, multiple friend groups who are married, like my new friends in San Antonio, like all of y'all are married. 
and then, yes, honey. <laughs> yeah, and then like, you know, I got some college friends and we have a group and we're all married or they are um, engaged. So, but like, it's still young marriage. It's still, I don't yeah. think anyone's been married for, you know, more than five years, I guess. Not that I, I don't think so. But um, so I guess, you know, I like the fact that I get to make up my own constructs and rules and instructions on how to do it, but it does make it hard. And like you said earlier about um, doing the work in your marriage makes it harder too, because now you're healing yourself and you're trying to write the idea of what marriage means to you. And it's tough. I think we're showing people that it can be done, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. It's hard work. And I think um, that's why I always, you know, say like, like, yes, like would I personally, you know, love, I love being married. I love the, you know, the idea of marriage and having that partner. And I don't want to go back to being single, but if I was to do it again, I would take more time to, you know, flourish some of my strengths and like really feed into, you know, okay, what does, what do I want marriage to look like before yeah. getting this space? That is very true. Um, I love being married too. I think it's, I think it's so cool. I just think it's so cool. Um, Even though it's a lot of hard work, um, but it's definitely rewarding. So if you guys are thinking about marriage, yeah, consider doing it. (laughs) That's just my my little plug, okay? Mm -hmm. But um, I think that people create and make up their own definition of what a healthy marriage should be. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that is influenced on um, they can be both, whether they had a fairly decent, healthy marriage representation in their life or not, they haven't. But I think we use experiences to determine what a healthy marriage should be. And um, it, it's it's almost like making taking a gamble or taking a risk, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't know if this person's gonna flip out in five years. We we do our assessment at the front at the front end and say okay this person check all my boxes and then they're they're and then some right and then some other things right and we make the decision to marry this person but it's so interesting that we take our experiences what we our feelings how we feel we take all of this stuff that we've either worked on or not worked on and then decide to go into what we assume would be a healthy marriage right. And I just find it funny because that's different for everybody, right? Because I can look at somebody else's situation. I'm like, girl, don't do that. (laughs) But they would assume that they are in, they are leading themselves into a healthy marriage, that they have maybe even done the work that they needed to do, or they've actually come to a, a conclusion with their partner, like, okay, maybe we do need to do this and get married. And so I just find it very interesting how other people, um, uh, decide, make the decision to get married. Yeah. Um, and make a conscious decision. So it's not like just, you know, you get up one morning, you're like, oh, let's get married, but really make a conscious decision. Like do like do that inventory, right? They do a, like this whole inventory in their brain or however they do it. And then they make a conscious decision to get married. And me on the outside looking in like, girl, uh-uh, no, please don't. Don't do that. That ain't right. Right. But they in their heads, have this idea that I am walking into a healthy marriage. And there are some people out here that who are walking into a marriage and they know that it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not terrible, but they, what they're saying is not terrible, 
but it's not a super healthy marriage. And they're still walking into it, knowing this fact. And now, and then once they get into it, they, at some point they're like, oh my gosh, I got married, but, but I already knew this going in. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just says so much. It just says so much about how we view ourselves, how we, um, how we've been, how we take care of ourselves, how we worked on ourselves, some things that we cleared up that we need to clear up the inventory that we, that we should or should not have taken prior to marriage. I just find it interesting how we all view marriage, what a healthy marriage is differently because we gave clearly two different answers. I mean, they're very close. I mean, I can say respect and communication was next to that. But another set of people will tell you something different. Um, I just think that is very interesting. What are your thoughts around what that looks like? Um, What what are your thoughts on that? What what comes to mind when you're thinking about that? About people entering into what they think are healthy marriages or? All of it, yeah. What they think are healthy marriages. Um, Yeah, what do you you think about that? You were talking, I, I guess, what came to my head was like if you have a plan right like if you have a plan to to um to correct some of the issues or and if you do have a plan then you know why rush into it like I I go back and forth with that like what's the rush you know um because and I speak from myself not in judgment of others but just of, of like what was rushed to because we got married during during the pandemic 2020 about October 2020 okay and that was even though our um our wedding was set before the pandemic happened yeah um, it was supposed to be completely different we were going off to um Barbados Mm -hmm. down things change and I feel like for me it was like Okay, well, we gotta come up with another plan because this this has to happen. It may it may not happen the month that I wanted it to, but it needs to happen shortly after. And yeah. I if I was to look back at myself and like, girl, like, girl, it's okay. If did you believe that this is the man you want to marry, then a a month or a year is not gonna change that. And I had friends um or you know associates that I knew like in college we were kind of getting married around the same time and they were like oh, we're just gonna wait and I applaud that because because what is what's the rush? But in regards to thinking you have a healthy marriage and if you have a plan, I I recommend premarital therapy for everybody like if you, even if you have never done therapy before, if you don't, if you've gone religiously, like week after week, because premarital uh, therapy, it just shines light on those like dark corners, because most of the time we don't share intimate things about our relationship. So premarital therapy is the, almost the only time that you are like really talking about those, those things that you're just not comfortable talking to your girlfriend about or talking to Mm -hmm. your mom or your sister about you can do that in that space and your therapist is not there to judge you she's not or he or she is not there to make you feel ashamed about it and you can leave it there you don't have to take it home you know mm-hmm. my therapist always recommended like if I give you guys the homework to do after after therapy then do the homework other than that there's no talk about therapy and that was so healthy for us especially during those like heavy sessions where like man now I have to go and see you look at you in your face and yeah. sleep in the 
few after we just like did this deep this deep cleaning and I think that was um that was very helpful so I say if you think you are in an unhealthy going into an unhealthy marriage make a plan to um erectify it and if you can't make a plan of your partner is not with the plan then I think that speaks for itself mm, period that's it period <laughs> no other comments after that needed okay it speaks for itself <clears throat> blink 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 okay um speaking of plan I and I girl we just y'all listen we just start talking about one thing and it's lead to it's it all it all make it's all coming together it's all the same topic it's all about marriage so just hang on with us but speaking of plan I was listening to a vlog and somebody said it was so funny I forgot who I was listening to but somebody was like oh I had a bad dream that my husband did da 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 and they were like, um, they were like, oh, and now I have an exit plan because I had that dream. Now I have an exit plan. Like oh, an exit plan. So I want to know what your thoughts would be on an exit plan. What do you think about that? I just want to know what your thoughts are. So and, and let me say this before. So can 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 we, and maybe we can, you tell me if we can or not. Can we take the idea off the table where people or the comment that people say is I don't get into a marriage to get divorced or to have an ex or to break up. Right. And yeah. if we, if you and I can say like, we, we didn't get into our marriage to be like, all right, right let me wrap map, wrap map, write out this plan for when, you know, when it's time for us to separate or whatever. But I'm just wondering, do you have one or do you have some type of idea? Like what ifs? I'm just curious, you have an exit plan and do you believe in any of that? Like, does it any truth to that? And and listen, if we need not to get us in trouble, then we we can skip totally past this part, okay? <laughs> I will tread lightly, but I will say that this okay. is- You're right, you're right. That I had, um, I have discussed with my husband because- watching um I think it was uh Pastor Michael Todd and he talked about um not stop having a plan B for everything. Okay. Yeah he did a sermon about that. It was all on YouTube. Okay. Or um or was it I always get it mixed up. It was either okay. Pastor or yeah somebody else. Um <laughs> <laughs> and um that that started a discussion of like 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 an exit plan for marriage like career things of that nature and for me because of the person I am I am a type a b c and d person mm -hmm. um and it means no harm to anybody even if I'm trusting someone to do something for me I yeah. think of a backup plan that's just who I am yeah. um and it's not to say that I'm going to act on it, like at the first sign of fire, but- Y'all, Quanta, not try not to get in trouble right now. Go ahead, let me explain yourself, honey, because- <laughs> comfortable to know that like, I can take care of myself if something was to happen, which I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do I? Think oh, Lord. <laughs> I think we both about to be in trouble. Okay, go Lord. ahead think there's something I don't know I I think there shouldn't be something wrong with that I think but because of society and I, we always talk about society but because of society we we are made women are made to feel like like you're in this for life but do we know if our husband has exit plans maybe he do maybe he's like like <laughs> if, if you keep doing this I'm out maybe he do he doesn't say it but right. maybe he does but um but yeah 
Yes. I have, I have a, I have a like abroad because for one, I don't have family here in the state that I'm in anymore. So I feel like it's for safety reasons. You know, <laughs> what happens if if this does blow up? And I mean, it has to be a big thing yeah. for me. Like, oh, all right, I'm gonna leave my husband. Like, we can't work this out. Like, what do I do? You know, I feel like every woman should have their own savings account, money in the bank for themselves because that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that's, I'm going to try to stay out of trouble too. So that's where I was taking it. I, I don't actively have an exit plan for the record. I don't, you know, there's no, like, we don't have a map, but we don't have a little booklet or a little, you know, we don't have a Google drive or something just in case something happened. Right. But I do feel like um, it's something to be said for a partner, either way, man or woman, to have something of their own, right? (laughs) Have um, access to funds or have their own career or have their own um, individual lives that they would be able to carry on. If something happens, something, you know, God forbid, but something bad happens to your spouse. I mean, that technically we don't want to call it exit plan, but essentially if something happened to your spouse, then you can still sustain, um, you know, just can handle your business on your own. Right. So I think it is, while this is not, while we're not calling this an exit plan, I think it's of some type of value to be able to be able to sustain on your own. If something were to happen to be clear, we disclaimer, we Kwanzaa yeah. and I do not get married to mm-hmm. get divorced and have an exit plan. However, I think it's some value to be able to have do our be able to do our own thing, um, have our own careers, have our own access to funds if we need them, say whatever that may may look like for us individually. Um, and so when somebody talks about an exit plan, I'm wondering, and they didn't go into details. I don't know when I heard it on somebody's vlog, they didn't go into details what that looked like, but I'm wondering if their exit plan is just me being my own separate person in this union, like having my own things going. And that doesn't have to mean like you're working like this nine to five. I mean, that that's saying like, I have another source of income that I can pull from in case of an emergency, something happens yeah. to my relationship and I need to pull from that, those resources, I have those available, you know what I mean? And so it just kind of, I was thinking about that. And like I said, I was, first thing I thought about is when people were like, um, they'll say, uh, I, there's no plan B. Like I didn't get married to get a divorce. Of course not. Nobody did. And nobody should, right. I don't think nobody should. That's how people sign prenups, right? Like they do this thing all day. That's an exit plan. Is that not an exit plan? It's just in case you mess up. Okay. I got papers on you. You know what I mean? Like, I guess we're going to have to map this out. Essentially a prenup to me would be some type of exit plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just thought that would be interesting. When we started talking about like first step in healthy marriage, somebody mentioned an exit plan. I thought, um, and now that I thought that I'm like, well, dang, let us not get in trouble. Put these disclaimers (laughs) out here. Right. But I think you made a good point. Not just thinking about like leaving and your marriage ending, but a plan within your marriage you know you go down to say you started out with two strong incomes and you go down to one mm-hmm. but what's the plan for that or you know god protect all our husbands but god forbid something happens you know yeah. so what 
what does that look like? Do do you feel like you can, you know, run your household by yourself? And if not, then I think uh, some talking and some planning is needed because mm -hmm. what if, you know, I don't know, everybody's, everybody, you know, constructs or marriage is different and, you know, everybody household is different and who carries the weight or whatever, whatever. But if your husband is carrying the most weight and that, and he can't do it anymore, can you mm -hmm. bear for him and I think that's important as a wife um sometimes uh like Michelle Obama it's not gonna always be 50 50 sometimes you're gonna have to be giving 75 because your husband has 25 to give you know mm -hmm. so and especially now like um uh you know in the society and how things are going like this the market is crazy like yeah food is high cost of living is high like Girl, eggs are high like excuse me disrespectful anyway like it's it's ridiculous like so um that that in itself you know causes you know to change things within your home like our budget looks completely different for the month of december than it did for last december or january yeah. i'm talking about like i look at it and i'm like what the is going yeah. on because it's just crazy yeah is it blows my mind <laughs> yeah oh absolutely and it's the days are gone when we could survive off of one income unless yeah. that income is like I mean you banking okay that check yeah. them checks coming in nice right mm -hmm. and so I I yeah yeah it's definitely of a, a huge value to have multiple streams like two incomes or whatever three incomes right or whatever it's um in this day and time what we're living yeah i mean to cut you off but um, passive income you know you just have something to contribute to to the household to the family but of course you know if that's if that's not how you see your marriage because i sent mind you we're kind of getting off again but i said sent my friends on uh, Instagram this video and they these girls um were doing a podcast and they were talking about how um when they're dating someone they better not pay for anything and I was like how fair is that to think that the man has to bear bear the the expenses of dating you and then, mind you, and then your expectation for him is that he can also care for himself, not live mm -hmm. with his mama, have his own place, have a nice car, and afford you too. That's not mm -hmm. fair. That's not fair. And I think that's, for me personally, for me and my marriage, we don't, that's not how we decided to to um, construct our marriage. We we bear, I mean, I think we talked about this too. Like, you know, if my schedule, like we've, we've had changes in our work. Yeah. So, you know, um, I feel like, you know, cleaning and cooking and cooking is, is just as relevant. Like it's so time cooking. And I think that that is fair to, you know, to be, to be like parallel to what you contribute mm -hmm. wise. But yeah. And um, even if you were referring to like, even if the guy that you're dating can't afford to cover everything all the time and do all the things all the time, it doesn't mean that he, sh in my opinion, he should be doing those things, right? Like it, it just because he can, it doesn't exactly mean that 
he should be doing those things you know I think everybody has a preference um but it's just it's something to be said like even you see sometimes on social media when people are like um oh she she paid the 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 bill was 59 72 she was like I got the 72 cents you know (laughs) but it's just it's just saying that even though I can do everything and I can cover it all and I I enjoy covering it all you can get the tip you could you know you can just you can cover drinks tonight I mean you can you can actually do those things right even if your your person you're dating or your significant other your, your spouse got it that don't mean they always want to pay for it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do think that's, that is different for people and how they decide to date. But for me, I think that it is very generous to be able like, no, I got this this time. And knowing and understanding that perhaps he does have more money than you is making more money than you and can cover everything and take care of all the bills. You don't have to worry about much, but having, having um, your own and being able to contribute to some things at some point, I think it's real sexy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. And then for the fact that like men, like society forces them to be um, the breadwinners all the time. My husband hates that word. Like, like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, but, but like they forces them to be, you know, like top of their game all the time. Like that's a lot of pressure and I'm sorry. I think, I think men should, men have the, the right to be spoiled and treated kindly and treated on dates. Like I love planning dates. I love, you know, um, like doing something that I don't heard him talk about and surprising him with the day out. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think like, um, why not? He does it for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun to be able to have, have the opportunity to do that. Now it is nice that if if you happen to have a spouse in the season, right? Because seasons change, where yeah. that spouse is carrying a little bit of the load. I mean, it may be taking pressure off for you. Like it just, it just, it's nice to be able to have to, that healthy balance between the two. So, um, and I remember um, my bridal shower weekend. Um, like my sister and my friends, just like they, they, they just like went above and beyond. And mm-hmm. I remember being at the winery with uh, one of my, what well, two of my friends, and one she wasn't married. She she was married, and then mm-hmm. my other and she wasn't engaged yet. But um, but I asked her, I was like, like what what makes a good marriage? And she she was like compromise, just like constantly being able and willing to compromise and I think compromise like I mean we talked about compromise before but we won't get into that but but like just being able to remain flexible that's what I thought about when you said like when the seasons change I just thought about being willing to compromise if if the low is heavy like you know ask you to take something to compromise and be willing to change that budget up or change the responsibilities up I think I think it makes a healthy marriage because then your spouse is like okay I can rely on her I can rely on I I'm not just you know I didn't just pick up a grown child Mm -hmm. I have this somebody that I can do life with and that I know I can um you know that that got my bag yeah you know yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, I'm also wondering if this is also a generational thing. I'm curious now. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious. 
girls in the video, they were younger. They were younger. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'm just curious to see. I want to know how that how people are thinking based on generations. Cause because I could probably ask my mom what she thinks. And she could probably, well, I don't know, my mom, she a little hip, you know. She she yeah. she probably be like, no, you gotta have a balance. I don't know. But she's yeah. also my mom and dad's been married a long time. Hold on. They've been married 38 years. So she got a little little time in the game. Yeah. Um, so um, so I'm just curious. I'm curious to know, like, gener- generation-wise, I wonder if all, like, the millennials are, you know, say, I don't know, are saying around about the same thing. So, yeah. Very interesting. All right. Well, this has been a podcast. Y'all, we started off with the first step in a healthy marriage, and we ended up with, uh, I wonder if this is a generational thing. <laughs> we, ended up, we talked about exit plans, and for the record, Kwanzaa mm-hmm. and I, we... We are very committed to our marriages, right, Quandra? Shake your head, yes. And yes. we have no intentions on ending our marriage at any point, right? There's no intentions. No questions. <laughs> Just for the record, okay? Because when this podcast air, I don't want nobody texting me, nobody calling me like, wait a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I appreciate you guys listening in for this episode. Um, I think this was a really good one. Give you something to think about. If, even if you're married, for a long time, married for a little bit or not married at all and think maybe thinking about getting married. Um, and hopefully you found something in the podcast that would um, uh, impact, inspire and encourage you um, in your life. So, all right, well, we will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you for stopping by to the She Wins Big podcast. So excited to have you. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at She Wins Big. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. See you next time.